Welcome to the Corporate Detox Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda McCorder. I'm a corporate dropout, recovering people pleaser and perfectionist turned burnout recovery coach. If you're sick of the corporate roller coaster ride and ready to step into a life that you love, this is the podcast for you. Hey there, welcome to episode one. I am so excited that you are here with me for the Corporate Detox podcast. This is definitely something that I've had on my heart for probably about the last year to do. So I'm really excited to get started on this journey, um, be able to bring um, the Corporate Detox movement into your life, and also to be able to share framework tools that you can use to start your corporate detox journey of your own. You can expect to hear from a lot of different people um, on their corporate detox journeys. Started a new career. Some of them have started their own business. Some of them are still in the corporate world. And I'm really excited to be able to kind of bring all of those stories to you for you to have a perspective on really what's out there and things that you can do to be able to thrive and And really live a life that you love, whether it's in your corporate career or not. So for this first episode, I um, am am going to be sharing my own personal corporate detox story. So as most of you know, my name is Amanda McCorder. Um, I am a burnout recovery coach and I specialize in corporate detox. So you know, not only do I help people outside of the corporate world, but I also help people that are corporate professionals who, you know, are at a space in their career where they know that something has to change, but they don't know where to start. And that is really what my, um, what my coaching is centered around is giving them a personalized approach that can lead them to living the life that they love and making changes in their career and in their personal life to be able to do that. So with that being said, um, I also work with with companies to support their teams on their burnout recovery journey with personalized coaching as a liaison that helps, you know, kind of is that in between between the human resources and, and the associates that I'm, you know, working with. Um, to be able to share information, but um, to keep really everything confidential, change the culture within, you know, within their company and make it a better place for their, um, for their people to work. So I came out of grocery retail and for all of my retail people that are listening to this podcast, you know that it is not for the faint of heart. It is definitely something when you work retail that um, you really have to be committed to 100% because it is a pretty much a 24-7 job in most cases. And working, you know, with the public and with the demands of retail as things are changing in our world, it is very, very fast-paced, yet it can be, it can be very, very rewarding. So I worked for the same grocery retailer here in the United States. They um, are a nationwide retailer. I worked for them for 18 years, um, actually about a month short of 18 years. And I started working for them when I was in college. So I started out hourly, 
um, before I graduated with my business degree. Um, I actually worked as a pharmacy technician at that time and went into management for them. And it was a company that I felt like I would never leave. I, I truly felt like I was going to retire from that company. At the time when I first started there, it was a very, uh, I would say that, you know, a family atmosphere would be how, how most people put it. You were really close to the individuals that you worked with and, you know, it, you, you, people watched out for each other. You know, family was something that was important to a lot of the leadership at the time. And it just, it felt like a good place to be. So just like anything else in retail, you know, I held different positions in management, started out as um, like an assistant manager, worked my way up to a coordinator in our district, got, got to see a lot of different store types and, you know, worked with and, and helped um, the stores in our district in a couple different capacities within, within that time period. And then eventually became a store leader. So as a store leader, um, I was brought in at a high volume store right out of the gate, um, which was terrifying, but it was also very, very rewarding. And it was something that at the time I was so ridiculously proud of that accomplishment. Number one being a, um, I was not, I was still in my late twenties, um, being a female running a store doing, you know, high volume when at the time, most of, you know, the, the people that ran those high volume stores were nearing retirement, typically white males. So for, for me to step into that as a few young female up and comer um, was just amazing. And it had its challenges though, I'll tell you. Um, and I could do a whole different podcast on that on kind of like what you come up against when, when people, your peers don't necessarily feel like you should be there right out of the gate and feel like they're more deserving because they put in more time. But with that, um, ran that store for um, about five years and um, then went into a human resources role, which I loved. I did not have any human resources experience, um, but I was a huge people person. Like the people part of the business is really what I enjoyed. I enjoyed that more than I enjoyed the operation side um, when it came to like expenses and procedures and things like that. I, I loved being able to help develop people and promote them and really just have a great relationship with not only the people that I worked with, but with my customers. So um, human resources was very, very, very eye-opening for me. Um, I, I absolutely loved it. I loved how I grew in that area. There hadn't always been a great relationship between the company and the union. And that is really where I feel like, um, I was able to make a lot of great strides in building that relationship. And it really just came down to the, to, to having real relationships, relationships with people and being real and authentic. And that's just, you know, who I am. So human resources to me was was amazing. There was a lot about the job that I didn't like. <laughs> um, you know, they're not only are you hiring and promoting, but you're also managing people's performance and firing people, right? Which is very, very life changing and super difficult. Um, and definitely not one of the fun perks of the job. So spent about four years in human resources. 
And I'll tell you, for anyone out there that is a human resource professional, shout out to you, especially if you've done it for, you know, 10 plus years, even five plus years, because it can also be a position that to me, it's very like, it could suck the happiness out of you very, very quickly with everything that you have to, to do in that role. It, it is very demanding and it, the pressure can be crazy as, as an HR professional. And that is probably not talked about as much as it should be quite honestly, the amount of stress that is on, you know, that group of folk, yet they are the folks that are out there trying to make the world a better place, so to speak, make your organization a better place. And they definitely don't get the credit that they deserve. So after being in human resources for four years, I took a position um, locally as a store leader, um, which ended up being my last role for that company. At the time I had, uh, my son was four years old. He was going to be going into kindergarten the next year. You know, a lot of things were changing with the way that our division was structured. If I would have stayed in human resources, I would have been adding twice the amount of stores. (laughs) I would have been traveling a lot, um, which would have taken a lot of time away from my home and with my son. And really a lot of the things that I started seeing at that point, um, this was in 2020. So, you know, we're going through a pandemic, the world is changing, you know, grocery stores are still open and, you know, it is crazy that that time of year was just crazy, quite honestly. Um, There's no other way to put it. You know, we were running up to supply chain issues yet. There was still demand that it was like business as usual in most cases. Um, especially from upper management, and it just was not the reality, um, and it was wearing on the folks. And I can truly say that, like, here we are um, at the time of this recording. It's you know late 2022, and it's still like those issues are still compounding at store level, affecting those people have that have boots on the ground, so to speak, in the retail world, not just in grocery. But back to to kind of my journey. It was really at that time that I started seeing an area of, of a big values misalignment to really uphold the core values of the company. And I took that to heart. I truly lived by that. Um, my friends will say I drank the corporate Kool-Aid, <laughs> um, but I truly, truly believed in that. And there was a lot of things that I was asked to do in that position that didn't align with my personal values. And that's that's a tough pill to swallow. So that is, you know, another thing that really led me to, to make that decision to go back into a store. Um, I was ready for something new, you know, human resources for four years, like I said, like, it really can just suck every ounce of your happiness out of you. Um, and going back into a store, I felt was going to be a breath of fresh air. <laughs> so get there, love it. Um, but it, you know, it's a time of great change. This is, you know, where some of the, a lot of the restrictions were easing up in the COVID and restrictions and with states and municipalities and, you know, and federally. So it, there was just a lot going on. So we get to, this was, I took that position in the summer of 2020 and by October, I really knew I wasn't happy. You know, there were 
there was a good, probably, I would say a good year and a half of um, the time that I spent in human resources where I, I wasn't happy either. And this was really just kind of putting the icing on the cake. I was, you know, in retail, you work a lot. I mean, the hours are grueling. So whether you're in a store or not in a store, I mean, you're, it's, you know, especially for that company, the culture is always on. Um, you're expected to answer your phone, answer the texts, and then you couple that with someone who is a, a high performer and and wants to be the very best at everything that they do and a people pleaser. Um, and it's just the perfect recipe for burnout at its highest. But I knew that something had to give. I didn't know what. I wasn't looking for other jobs, um, but I just knew that I wasn't happy. You know, truly in my soul wasn't happy. So um, October, a lot of things were being mandated. There was really, there was a, a lot of micromanagement that was going on the last few years. Um, and it just progressively was getting worse as much as everyone wanted to say that you had autonomy on the autonomy to run your store the way you wanted to. That truly was not <laughs> the case at all. And we had leadership, you know, that they felt in order to be successful, the micromanaging is, is what had to happen. Um, and that was really from the top down. It wasn't just in the division I worked in. I'm sure it was throughout the company. So we get mandated to a holiday schedule. So a little bit of kind of a back, I am divorced. So his dad and I are divorced and um, we have shared parenting. We live close to each other. So it's, you know, every couple of days with his dad then every couple of days with me and then we rotate weekends. And that's just how our life had been for four years. Work long shifts on days that I didn't have him. And when the micromanaging really got to its height around the holidays, that that freedom and flexibility was no longer there. And neither did anyone want to work with me on it. So that to me was the last straw because I had given up so much of myself and of my my life for the company that if, you know, if that company couldn't work with me, you know, switch days that I had to work late to days that I didn't have him, which was seriously switching it from one weekday to the next. If they were unwilling to do that, you know, I, I knew then that that was, that was it, was not a company I wanted to work for anymore. So I ended up putting in my resignation, um, actually two years ago, almost to the day that I'm recording this. And it was around the holidays. It was it was the beginning of November when I turned it in, um, and I gave them a month's notice, knowing that it was hard to replace somebody, especially around that time. Um, so I thought I would get them through Thanksgiving. We were finishing up a remodel, and my last day would be the beginning of December. So then I could actually enjoy the holidays that, that year, and that was very, very, very important to me. So, so I turned in my resignation. And um, it was very, it was really interesting, quite honestly. I, I don't think a lot of people saw it coming for someone who was that invested in, in like everyone said, drank the corporate Kool-Aid, bled blue, however you want to say it, um, really just like would eat, sleep, drink my career with that company. It was hard. And I'll tell you, making that decision was, it was equally as hard to make that decision as it was for me when I decided to file for divorce, <laughs> right? You know, like that was filing for divorce for me um, from that company. And, you know, that's sad to say, 
But I left. I when I put my resignation in, I like I said, I had had not I had not looked for jobs in in eighteen years. So I started just like typing in the search <laughs> engine, like, hey work from home jobs for moms was I think one of them. And I was washing dishes one night when I was doing this and I found um, the free mama movement. And that is exactly kind of what opened the doors for me to this world of online working, you know, having your own business, being a contractor for folks. A lot of what Lauren Golden was teaching people, you know, were, how to build a business. And a lot of those folks were becoming um, virtual assistants. So I kind of followed her for a little bit and that's where I dipped my toe into the online space. I had no clue that there was this world out there of um, coaching and personal development to the extent that there is. I, I really didn't. In my 18 years of corporate, I was always so thankful for the opportunities that we'd be given to learn new things, um, you know, the opportunities for training. But looking back, right, all of those opportunities had a business benefit for the company. And here I was in this space where it was like, okay, all of this is going to benefit you, right? It's going to benefit the way I live my life. It's going to benefit really just understanding that I could create a life that I love. And that was something that I really was not like I never really heard that quite honestly like I come from a family of really really hard workers and um, even though you know my parents both had their own businesses at one time they worked really long hours Uh, my mom's schedule was a lot more flexible than my dad's but I I did not know there was just this whole space out there so really was just mind-blowing to me all the things that were out there so you know I leave I leave my um, my corporate career and um, I'm following the Free Mama movement. I, you know, I I join um, one, some of her trainings and and I learn about being an online business manager. Um, there was a guest speaker and that was the next step and kind of like the evolution of me finding myself outside the corporate world. So I ended up taking the online business certification and it was great because, you know, I worked brick and mortar retail, even though we did have a key an e-commerce aspect, that's not something like, it's definitely not like the online world. <laughs> so learning about launching and, you know, every, like all these components of having an online business was was great. It was not, you know, I, I, I really felt like, oh, okay, an online business manager, that's very similar to what I did being a retail manager. And really, there, there are some similarities, but the online space is just so different. Learning all of those things was great. It was absolutely great for me because it, I think that it definitely propelled me into this space where I, I probably really would have struggled or gone back to a brick and mortar um, type position, right? To a, to an office setting, um, working for someone else, most likely. So become an online business manager. Um, I do it. Um, I'm, I'm still doing it to this day, um, to be completely honest and transparent. Um, I do have um, a retainer client that I work with every month. I absolutely love working with them. And I do have some space to add some some more OBM clients, but 
um, I, I, I realized that, you know, long-term, that's probably not what lights me up the most. It was coaching and really being able to help people that are in corporate know that there's this whole world outside and, and that when you leave, you truly get your life back. Like you find yourself when you leave. So here are some things that personally, I think that leaving the corporate world has made me realize. First of all, leaving the corporate world has forced me to, and given me space to do a lot of internal work that I was not doing. I didn't have the capacity to do when I was working six, seven days in retail, really working on myself and what I wanted in life was, you know, the biggest, the biggest change for me, being able to have a schedule and create a life that's flexible, um, that I can spend time with my son, that I can take him to school and pick him up and just be present with him in the evenings is, is great. It afforded me the flexibility to work from, from really anywhere that I have internet connection. So my scenery can change from day to day. I could stay here and work in my home office. I can work from wherever in my house if I want, my back porch, my deck, whatever. Um, I can work from a coffee shop. I can work from restaurants. I can go and meet people and work. It's great, right, to, to really have that freedom and that flexibility to do that. I can travel and still be able to do my work from where I'm at. So it takes so much stress off because of having that freedom and flexibility. But through with leaving corporate, I really found my voice again. There's just something about being in the corporate world, especially for so long, that truly does censor you. And you start saying what you're told to say, right? You don't speak up as much for really what your truth is and what the truth of, you know, the people around you might be. And learning to use my voice again has been amazing. It, it, it truly has. And not just in my business, but also my personal life. A little, probably a few months after I left, I realized that I was in burnout. And that is not something that we talked about, even though, you know, I was in human resources for four years. It's not something we talked about at all. I truly thought that just like being exhausted all the time, having brain fog, <laughs> um, some of the changes that were going on with my body. But here's the thing. None of that was normal. Yet it is happening to so many people, um, whether they're in the corporate space or not. Like burnout is rampant right now. And the unfortunate thing is a lot of people don't even know that they're in it. So that is, you know, one more thing on my journey that has has really propelled me into this coaching space. Um, you know, being a burnout recovery coach is something that I'm super passionate about because it does, it helps um, people get their lives back and the corporate detox component is is really, you know, not just for the burnout piece of what might be happening to a corporate prof professional, but it's very much for folks that know that something's got to change, but they're really not sure what. And it, it's a personalized approach to be able to say, okay, you know, how can you thrive and have a life that you love, whether you want to stay in corporate or leave corporate? And, and what does that journey look like for you? And that's really what the whole coaching process is about is, is getting you on that road with the tools, 
the framework to, um, to be able to step into a life you love, no matter which path you choose. So this podcast is, is really um, a project of my heart to give you hope, right? To give you the hope that it's totally doable, right? Living a life you love is something that you can have. You just have to make that decision and do it. And it's not a short road. It's a long road. Um, But it's one that is super fulfilling no matter which route you go, whether that's staying in your current career or just making changes to your life. You know, maybe there's some personal aspects that are making the burnout more prevalent in your life. Um, Or maybe it's just totally leaving that job and having an exit strategy. You know, when I left, it was a knee-jerk reaction. I knew that financially I had so many months that I could live on, right, before I had to, to figure out what was next for me. But that's not that that's a luxury, right? Not not a lot of people have that. And being able to sit down and say, okay, I don't want to stay here, but what does that look like? And having an exit strategy um, for leaving that career is super, super, super important. And really recognizing too, right? Like before you get to the point of just a knee-jerk reaction, like I had and like many others have, before you get to that point. Stepping into that corporate detox coaching space to diffuse a lot of what's going on and hopefully make it to where you don't have that reaction <laughs> that you that you continue to stay um, until until it's time on our extra strategy to leave. So with this podcast, you will be getting the framework and the tools of my coaching to apply, you know, to to your life or your situation. But you're also going to be getting a lot of tips and tricks and stories, corporate detox stories and journeys of the guest speakers that that will be on here a couple times a month as well. So I am so thankful that you are here, you know, in the corporate detox movement with me listening to this podcast. And um, I really look forward to our next episode next week. Thanks for listening. If you're looking for more information on how to work with me, you can check out my website at amandamccorder.net and look at different offerings that I have and some freebies that might be of value to you. If you're on social media, feel free to follow me at Amanda K. McCorder on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Thank you.